0: you're tuned in to the big shiny podcast you can find new episodes every week on itunes stitcher and google play
1: if you like what you hear make sure to rate us on itunes and tell your friends
2: hey guys this is tom what's up guys this is kylie
0: this is nick hey this is lucas and this is tyson you're listening to the big shiny podcast
2: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in this week. We have a special uh, way to start the show off. We have an interview with Joey Anza, the writer behind Street Fighter Resurrection, um, done by one of our senior writers, Cassidy Ward. This show launches today on the Go90 app with the first episode. Uh, you can download that on iOS or Google Play, and it should be releasing weekly until the series completes. This features a lot of Street Fighter 5 characters, um, Charlie Nash, Laura, Ken Ryu, of course, um, DiCaprio from Ultra Street Fighter IV, and others. Awesome interview. Tune in, and the show will start right after.
3: So the the first thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, when I think about games that have sort of a rich backstory and lore to be, you know, adapted to screen, Street Fighter is not necessarily the first thing I think of. You've at this point done the short film Legacy, then Assassin's Fist, and now this. I'm curious what it is about Street Fighter that sort of grabbed you and made you want to explore the the narrative a little more.
4: I just—it's such a big world, you know—that spans. Um, I mean, up to the thirtieth anniversary of Street Fighter, which is insane to think that this game is is a real part of pop culture that has accompanied some people from coming out the womb to, to full-bore adulthood and probably having their own kids, you know? Um, and there aren't many video game franchises, that legacy. And having grown up with it myself and, and seeing the game evolve with, with the various sequels and then the universe begins to slowly expand with the manga, the, the animated movie, and um, the comic book series that Udon does... It's it's a really cool... It's a very convoluted universe, and that's one of the things. It's a universe with huge narrative potential, but it needs straightening out, you know? Because I don't know if you're probably aware, but, like, the chronological order of the games is, like, the alpha games, then Street Fighter 1, then Street Fighter 2, then Street Fighter 4, then 5, then 3. So... You're, you're getting narrative even in the games in non-linear order, and there are gaps in the narrative where the canon has made a brief mention to something, but then it's never been expanded upon. And then perhaps one of the official animes has expanded apart, and fans like it, but Capcom is still like, well, this isn't official canon, because we haven't put it in the game. But for lack of there being any other explanation for the text past or whatever, people will uh, latch onto one of the animes, for example. So Assassin's Fist was a big job of taking what is established as strict canon and then also taking what is the elements that people love about the animes and the Udon comic book series and whatnot and then binding it into one cohesive, coherent, uh, definitive kind of backstory of Ryuken, Akuma, and Goken now that's been done, there's a very sort of stable bedrock to launch off to the World Warrior storyline, a and guile and Chun-Li and, and you know, all, all the rest of it. Um, and it's just a huge story to tell. I mean, the direct sequel to Assassin's Fist, narratively, will be Street Fighter World Warrior, a series that, for me, needs to be told at, like, U.S. cable TV level, hour-long episodes, big budget. Um and have been developing that since Assassin's Fist wrapped. But resurrect the opportunity came up because uh the the license for the rights to Street Fighter that myself and my producers, Jackie Queller and Mark Wooden, have for uh, Assassin's Fist, we had an option to do a sequel. You know, we we, we had the clause in our contract to do a sequel. And Capcom were like, well, we want you to exercise that option and give us another Street Fighter web series. And I was like, why would I do another web series when I'm developing this TV show? And they're like, but we want something to come out around the game. And I was like, well, that's a very quick turnaround. You know, that gives us like six months or something. So I thought, okay, let's, I can't touch the World of Warrior narrative because that's all been mapped out for a TV series and needs long episodes to tell it properly, let me tell the prologue of Street Fighter 5 I, I want to know and expand and explore what has happened to the characters between 4 and 5 and what has led to the um, and it, it gives me a chance to tell or pre- present a very different environment to Assassin's Fist which is in a very romanticized idyllic Japanese wilderness you know, and it's a period piece with old dojos from the 50s or whenever, you know, and 80s, you know, nice kitsch, nostalgic throwback stuff. But Street Fighter V is contemporary and modern and urban in a lot of ways. So I thought, wow, this will be a good challenge to present characters you know from Assassin's Fist, but grown up by 10 years in a in a in an urban technological world, and see. How they gel, how they get on, because it's it's, it's easy in isolation to tell the story of Ray and Ken when they're not really surrounded by anyone and they can walk around in their geese all day. But to really make this universe work, we have to see these characters interacting with normal people that the viewer can relate to, and this is what this series does. You know.
3: You you mentioned. Um you know that there's gaps in the narrative. Uh, one of my other questions was, what sort of research you did to bring the Shadow villains into the story?
4: In in Resurrection specifically. Well, okay. So the Capre was um, introduced in Ultra Street Fighter 4. So the last incarnation of Street Fighter 4, the Capre was one of the new characters, who is one of Bison's dogs, contemporary of Cammy. Known as Killer Bee back then, before she was liberated from being sort of an evil shadow assassin, and uh, you know became a force for good. So I thought the character is an interesting character that we've only just been introduced to. Whether or not she's going to be in five, we don't know. She could well be a DLC character coming down the line, but I'm like, she definitely will factor in. As, as, as an agent for Shadowloo into, you know, what's going on in this time period that Resurrection deals with. Um, and Resurrection deals with the question, is Shadowloo as an organization back? Because they were all but destroyed and dismantled uh, post the events of Street Fighter II. Um, I mean, if you remember in Street Fighter Four, it's Sin is the organization that's really the main villain and Bicing kind of reveals at the end that he was behind it all along, type thing. So, um, yeah, I thought, and, and the female character, look, Assassin's Fist was very male-dominated. All of the fighting characters in Assassin's Fist were male, so a lot of people are like, I wonder how Joey and team will tackle the female fighting characters, their costumes, their fighting styles, and who are they going to cast, and you know how is it going to look? So in this series, you have Caprae and Laura, much of fighting female characters. So again, it's a challenge. I don't just want to. It'd be easy to say, "Oh, I've only got six months, so let me just give you more of the same." You know, another little mini kind of vignette of Rio and Ken in the mountains doing stuff. It's that wouldn't challenge me. So I wanted to, you know, bite off something completely new that is really going to. Do something and move the narrative forward. You know, create new ground.
3: Um, you, I. So I assume you've gotten some uh, some time to touch Street Fighter Five and kind of explore the game. What are your thoughts on the game so far?
4: Yeah, I mean the game, like any, um, like any new version of Street Fighter. Your, your reflexes and senses have become so kind of um, tuned to the play style of that game. When a new one comes out that's got different timing and different hit priorities and different invincibility frames, you're like, fuck, it's not gelling. So there's kind of a teasing period to sort of acquaint yourself with the new game. Street Fighter V on first early plays feels more like the original Street Fighter II, The World Warrior, in its speed. And kind of, there's a kind of solid, clunky robustness to the hits that the original Street Fighter had. But some of the later Alpha games had a lighter, flurry type feel to it and really brought the combos up to the forefront. This has dialed it back a bit. So you can't spam out light attacks to chain these long, sticky combos in the same way you could. Um, So I'm still getting to grips with it. I've been so busy making this, I haven't had much time to play the game. But, hey, post-production on Resurrection officially finishes tomorrow night. So I'll be getting some Street Fighter V gaming on thereafter. I mean, I played it, but just I haven't spent hours and hours and hours playing it. So, you know, I can only give you first impressions. Sure. And as we know, the game is not complete. It was a, it was an early release, right? So Capcom is still yet to release the cinematic story mode and all the other modes that fans are clamoring for. So in a way, it's good I haven't been on it yet because at the time I'm playing it, hopefully the game will have several updates. Uh,
3: sure. Um, aside from the, the characters you've mentioned already, are there any other new characters we can expect to see this time around?
4: Uh the various other characters are referenced. So in terms of world building, some characters are referenced by name. But yes, aside from Ryu Nash, Laura, DiCaprio, there there is another iconic character people can expect to see, but you're gonna to have to wait and see the series for that. It's too it's too juicy to even talk about it, let alone put it in the trailer. So um It'll be a nice reward for fans that that tune in, you know, to see who this extra character is.
3: Sure, fair enough. Um, How's the release for the series going to work? Is it going to be, like, everything released all at once? People can binge watch it, or will there be, like, a weekly release?
4: I think it's weekly. So, Go90, Machinima have done... uh, an output deal, I guess an exclusive debut deal with Verizon's Go90 mobile streaming platform, which is an app which you don't have to be a Verizon customer to get Go90. Anyone in the United States with a smartphone uh, or tablet can download the app and it will debut on March 15th. And I, from what I understand, it will most likely be one a week, one episode per week over a month period. Um, we are waiting to hear. Obviously for our international fans, everyone is like, Well, how can we see this if we're not in the United States and we cannot access Go ninety? Well, we're wait we're waiting to hear. I understand Machinima are working on an international distribution plan, but I do not have details at this time to give you, but hopefully before long there'll be some news on how um our international fan base can see it. Okay.
3: I hear you um, uh, hello, sorry,
4: I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, Zorin from GameSpot here.
3: Oh, hi, Zorin. You're about five minutes early, so do you just want to hang on for five minutes? Yeah, sure, no worries. I'll be waiting. Okay, sure. Um, i only got one more question. You mentioned um, the TV series that you're working on. Is there anything you can tell me about that, if that's got any teeth in it or... Um, are you still sort of well, in early ideas for a that? lot of the cre-
4: a lot of the creative has been done. Um, in fact, yeah, a, a hyper detailed um, treatment that covers season one in great detail has already been written, and outlining what season two is as well. Um, and I pitched to all of the major. Hollywood studios last year and uh, there was a great response but it's finding the right it's it's, it's taking a long time to do because it's this this for this series to to work the way I want it to it will have a big budget you know we're talking you know walking dead type you know scale and budget um or netflix original series type type stuff like what marvel are doing um and finding the right production partners uh, to pull it all together and making sure the deal with Capcom is all squared off. Because, you know, previously it's just been my party, me and my producers, Jackie Queller and Mark Wooding, dealing with Capcom, and then we have the rights directly and make the piece and distribute it to whoever or through our sales agent, license it to people. But when doing a TV series of that scale you have to get a studio partner on board so now the deal isn't just my team and Capcom it's my team a studio and Capcom and an added layer and then eventually whatever network it will be on do you see what I mean so it's it's many more layers of, of legals and complication to get it to all line up where everyone is happy and it can all move ahead but believe know that it's being planned at the highest biggest possible level, and that's why it's taken time, it's not something I want to rush into, it's, you know, this Street Fighter journey has already taken up the better part of a decade of my life, and it's like, if I'm going to do World Warrior, which is the most iconic storyline in the whole Street Fighter universe, it has to be done right, you know, you only get one shot at this, and it needs to be done the right way, or, or not at all.
3: Well it's obvious that you're, you know, passionate about the franchise and it's always a good sign when creators are also fans, so I'm glad to see you making these. Um, yeah, that's everything that Thank I have. You. So I I appreciate you taking some time to talk with me. Thank you very much.
4: Cool. My pleasure. Thank you.
0: All right, we're recording. This is gonna be an interesting month. Because we're talking about TV and film and general geek news and stuff dude
2: you're getting really good at this cold open <sighs> so you good. jumped so, on that shit so good at it good job so good at it good tyson, job, tyson cold open huber
0: um so despite what our uh, recorded intro says it's only myself tyson tom and nick this month <laughs> kind of a dry month uh thought process is let's uh let's skip a guest this month just, yeah. just just do the five of us together like it like it used to be. <laughs> and then Kylie's sick and Lucas is is handling some personal some personal business uh that we'll hopefully be wrapping up very soon. So uh get well soon, Kylie and uh get well soon,
2: Lucas. Single Luke. <laughs> single Luke Um Tiny Luke. <laughs> I've watched the Tiny Rick episode three times this week. It's so good. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's talk about eleven twenty two sixty three. Uh, th- as many of you know, we've uh, or if you've listened to the podcast, we have talked about at least the book uh, several times. Um, as it was announced that it was being created into a Hulu series yeah, uh, by J.J. Abrams and uh, James Franco. And I almost non- said David Frank. David, David, David Frank. And for an opportunity
2: to cross promote, there's an episode of Two, two shots, shots that's just about 1122. Well, it was We're supposed ju-
1: to be about time travel, and then me and Rebecca got drunk and she rambled. Yeah. And I let people <laughs> that ramble. Yeah. Happen, I let but. people ramble.
2: Did she only have two shots and she got drunk off of? That sounds about Rebecca's right. Rebecca's a lightweight. Calling you out, Frost.
1: She's not going to listen to this. Calling you out. Rebecca, you're a lightweight. You suck at drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Will really
2: test if she listens. This Johnny Walker days. Anyway, we today. talked about that book a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've talked
0: about the book a lot. We were really excited about the series. The series is now four episodes in as of the record of this yeah. recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've watched three. I'm, I'm behind one. You're all caught up. I'm Mike. all caught up. Tom, I watched, watched the, the pilot premiere. and
2: it was really long. It was. It was long. It was like I kept checking my watch. Like, and not that it was boring, but I was like, oh, I, you know, for I, mentally, I was prepared for a 45 minute show, and it was like an hour and a half. Yeah,
1: I sat down. Like, okay, cool, I'm going to watch this, and same thing. And then I was like, all right, next. Oh, there is no next episode. Even though you've done
0: them all, you're releasing them weekly. Yeah, yeah. What's not dropping them all at the same time. They're releasing it (laughs) weekly. Mistake.
2: Hulu, get in the now, dog. I just, I think it's a mistake.
0: Like, Mm -hmm. do a Netflix. Drop it all. Let me binge. Well, especially, so I find that since I, I, you know, even though, I'm a cord cutter because I don't have a house right now. But my my in-laws, they don't have cable, and I don't plan on ever resubscribing anyway. Well, so I we'll you. say, yeah. We'll say I'm a cord cutter, right? For Hulu, we use that for like our weekly network shows that we like watching, right? So Arrow, uh, Flash, Agents of Shield, even like Agent Carter, you know, all of that kind of stuff. There's a lot of shows out there right now, and there's a lot to catch up on. Right. right? We find ourselves like uh, we actually kind of took like a two-week break. From watching some of these because it it started almost feeling like a chore. It was like oh fuck, we got to watch this or we're gonna get behind and and you have to because on Hulu a lot of times they've only got the most four current episodes yeah. or so right. Anyway, um, I I think the problem with Hulu doing their own um, their their own series like this and not dropping it all at once like Netflix does is people already have a full queue of things that they're watching. Uh, because you're right in the middle of the spring television season and now you're adding one more weekly thing you know now obviously it's not going to go away each week um but you're adding one more thing that people have to try to catch up on each week instead of just dropping it on there for the binge and on a night where people are caught up on their shows they could knock out three or four episodes or however many you know you know how because it's an eight-part miniseries right uh fuck it It could be nine i think it yeah um you
1: know how I used to do it is I would watch all my shit the next morning. Yep. And so right now I have a lot more time on my hands, so I would have watched it all already. Like mm-hmm. I have plenty of time. I burned through a couple Netflix series. I would have watched it. And I think like some of the episodes, like, sorry, episode four is kind of weak. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of slow. And I've read the book, so I'm kind of waiting on things and there's enough that they've changed, like adding in a character instead of doing narration, like instead of doing a voiceover. Yep. Um, How's that whiskey, Tom? Uh, it's scotch in it, wrong pipe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, just I don't know. We'll I'm, see I'm liking the show. I like what it's doing and it's changing things and I'm not against what it's changed so far. Like nothing's been like what are you doing? No, it's fine. It's yeah. I like the show. Um, I think
0: James Franco is just cheesy enough to pull yeah. it off. I think he's fantastic in this show. Like I he has he has the dramatic acting chops. That he needs in order to pull off a role like this, but ex- ex- you nailed, uh, you hammered the nail on the head like that. The cheesiness that he has sometimes yeah. just innately yeah. is perfect for the role. And,
2: right, and as someone who's only never read the book, my wife has um, watching just that first pilot, I guess you'd call it. It was pretty enjoyable. I loved the car accident. Yeah, um,
1: that was fucked. up. That was
2: pretty visceral. Yeah, and like that, and also the way like when he gets busted inside that campaign yeah like the way he plays that off and the way he acts it was really funny it was really really it's funny A
1: good show i just like so like with the last episode like i would have immediately watched another episode after that
2: if it, but now you're questioning if you're going to take the time to watch no, the fifth i'm going to keep watching it i'm going to finish the series like i
0: did just usually when you have a filler episode like that or what, whatever right. the situation is or just a slower episode you're like, "Oh, well, I can just jump right into the next one cuz right. you know, following that one is probably a lot of things are going right. to happen, right? Cuz that whole episode was probably setting some things up."
2: What do you think the decision why they made it that decision? Like it, to me, with Netflix, in my opinion, Netflix original content is crushing it. They're oh, doing yeah. so well.
1: Well, we'll talk about does, that in a minute. Yeah but, yeah,
2: but does Hulu not does Hulu not see themselves maybe as a competitor to Netflix, well, so and maybe as like an add on?
0: I almost wonder if they think of themselves as like a different, like we're just we we just run things differently than Netflix. Like that, yeah. they run things a certain way, we run things a certain way. Hulu and everything that we offer is on a weekly basis. All, all mm. the content that we offer are network shows that are aired weekly, and that's when we air it. So we're going to do the same thing with our original content. And I still think it's a mistake.
1: I think that that's what they've done historically. I never watched any Hulu originals because...
2: Until 11 22 63. I wasn't aware they had done any. Yeah, oh, no, they've done it. They did few. Wilfred. They did Wilfred.
0: No, they didn't. No, they w- didn't. That was
2: FX. I thought Wilfred was only on Hulu. No, oh, man, that was FX.
0: Dude,
1: Wilfred mm. was a fucking Australian show.
2: You're a fucking Australian they, show. Um,
1: they did with... Uh, Frodo on FX Yeah, the guy and the
0: guy who plays the dog in the Australian show was the same singer who
2: oh, the okay. dog in the, yeah no Wilfred. um
1: Allison Hayslip who used to be on G4 she was on a show about like campaigning like mm-hmm. yeah, like political campaigns but that's the only other Hulu original I'm aware of I always have one pop-up in my feed like shows you watch I've never watched it but my dad has my Hulu login and like he let um, my stepmom's like grandkids watch shit on that and so my recommendations Your are recommendations broken. are geared well, towards in r- worlds. Hulu does their automatically play another episode of shows mm-hmm. I've never fucking watched.
0: Yeah, I hate that it does that because mm. I'll, I'll, I'll finish an episode of Bob's Burgers and all of a sudden an episode of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine starts up. And I've actually watched quite a bit of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I think it's funny, but it's not a show that I've, been, I've stayed up on. I think I watched the entire first season. Yeah. So wherever just, they're at now, it just randomly starts yeah. playing an episode. I'm like... No, 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 no,
2: no. So like,
0: only play the next episode automatically if it's the same fucking show and I haven't watched the
2: following one. And speaking of which, I did add all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine to TomFlix. Yeah, I saw that, I and haven't, I'm actually
0: excited and, about I haven't
2: that. watched any of it yet, but that was I saw that and was like, I've heard this is really funny. And I Especially
0: because um, Jason Manzoukas, uh is in the middle of, like, a four-episode stint on that oh. show
2: right now, and I love the Zoo. Jason Manzoukas, is he from... He's Rafi. Um, okay, okay. <laughs>
1: so, speaking <laughs> um, of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Andy Samberg... I've been watching some Netflix stuff lately.
0: I thought you were going to segment that into the Ghostbusters trailer. No, i was <laughs> just speaking sitting here like,
2: how are you going to do this? No. Speaking of speaking of Andy Samberg, Ghostbusters. No, so
1: um, I've been watching Netflix series lately. So me and Rebecca have been talking about shows because she talked about love on Hello Sweetie. Allegedly, I didn't listen. And
2: uh, it's on mic now, dog.
1: No, I, we were giving each other shit about listening to each other's. Uh, She's fucking texting me stupid requests right now too. Um, she wants to see my boobs about each other's. Yes, she does about each other's uh, podcast. Well, the that problem we is we've to. all
0: become friends, and it's like I don't need to hear Rebecca's thoughts on something because I'll just text her and ask her what she thinks of something. Or like yeah. I already like. So, I, I already like I, I was saying, I feel yeah. kind
2: of like an outsider now. No,
1: I yeah. listen to shit, but no, like I was saying. So we've been talking about shows, and she didn't like Love, which is a Judd Apatow TV show with Britta from Community.
0: Yep. Did and, she bread it up? But it, and it's no. gotten good reviews. So the thing: is
1: I liked it a lot. Um, I hate the fucking characters. Like I liked the show and I watched it all in like three days. But the characters are such pieces of shit. And there's a lot of uh, Rebecca just goes ugh about the show. And that's totally like that's just a thing. Yeah. Um. Huh. It's just yeah, like that's the show. Is like they they keep doing things that you're just like oh god damn it like they just do frustrating things are they real things
2: you would expect people to do like like
1: yeah no it's 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 so it's judd apatow so it's longer than it should be and it's it's still really good but yeah the people are shitty um
2: You, you know what judd apatow movie never should have been made no wait maybe that was an adam sandler movie who did Funny People? Is that well, Adam Sandler? Both. That both movie them. was god awful. <laughs> Adam Sandler and Jenna. Apatow. So anyway, there sorry. is
1: no. There's there's like one episode. Like I liked them all, and they were like they had funny bits. There was one episode that made me laugh out loud because he's there's a chick that's making they're having sex and making gonna cast a spell on that dick jokes and th- <laughs> like I laughed so hard in that like thirty seconds that was worth it all for me. The like five hours that I
2: watched do you know what show has the best post sex scene ever is Master of None yes I haven't finished yes. that one yet oh the they first ha- episode yeah right? yeah the first yeah, episode and really they and Aziz Ansari and the one night stand taken Uber. Yeah, yeah to get her like plan B
0: He's like, do we want to take an Uber or Uber? Like, I don't, I don't use like Uber, Uber Black. Uber yeah. Black, yeah. which is, I, he's like, well, I just want you to be think I was being cheap with the Ubers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying like, like what is socially acceptable? And then she's never had uh, that apple juice, that brand of apple juice, and so he. <laughs>
2: he offers to buy her a bottle of this apple juice. It's the one that's like the little apple shape, yeah, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the little
0: just the little one and and it, then it shows them like after they've got the the plan B pill in the taxi driving like, home and he's bought himself <laughs> and he's just sitting there drinking it. I that was a great show. I just know That's and that's I another really Netflix original.
2: And, it, and it's yeah. got it's been approved for a season 2. Yeah.
0: So where I was going with
1: all this, you guys are derailing asshole. You're welcome. Um is that What's your thought on the problems in
2: the Himalayas <laughs> mountains? <laughs>
1: Just walk out. Like knock the table over and storm Fucking out. walk out. No, uh, there's a show called Cuckoo, which is a British show. And I don't know if it's British Netflix or if it aired in England or what, but it's the, the principal from. You, you can edit that out, Tom. <laughs> drop <laughs> a marker. Drop a marker. Hit that M button.
0: You'll see the big spike. I don't think you need to drop a no, marker. No,
2: because you guys are loud. Okay. Mark I'm not loud. I don't know what you're talking about. I dropped a marker.
1: You're so, getting there. I was fucking giving him an edit spot. I know (laughs) you interrupting bastard. There's a, the, it's the principal from in betweeners is a dad. And then Andy Samberg is his hippie douchebag son-in-law that his daughter shows up. She's supposed to go to med school. She's on holiday in Thailand and she comes home married to Andy Samberg. All right. I watched episode one before I came over here today.
2: It's pretty good. I like
0: Andy Samberg. He's he's really funny. I'm actually really looking forward to the Lonely Island movie. Yeah. <laughs> never stop, never stop believing or something like
2: that. <laughs> something like that.
0: Um, so speaking of Netflix too, uh, Daredevil season two is, um,
2: I guess, coming out this. It's in like, it'll be out today. The day you're listening to this, sh- it's March 15th, right? No, it's 18th. Oh, so, so this it'll be Friday. coming out this Friday. Today's uh, the 12th. Yeah, but Tuesday, I'm telling you the day the podcast releases, which is the 15th. Jokes.
0: Jokes. We don't have jokes on this podcast. No, you guys are just... I don't, I don't get f- your jokes. Have joke. you listened to this shit? you <laughs> are <We're> going to leave.
2: <laughs> I really wish there was a way to like... Because you can do video podcasts. I almost just want to put a GIF or gif you choose, of you pushing the mic over and walking away on repeat so people can just look down anytime, <laughs> like just watching this show and that's <laughs> happening on their phone. Anyway.
0: Oh, we should have Periscope this shit. We'll Periscope next one.
2: My phone has 2% battery.
0: I can do it. You're um, in your own home. Plug your phone in. <laughs>
2: that that's upstairs dog in between episodes. there ain't no power in the rate Mint.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i like that that's a thing hold on i'm gonna start a periscope anyway All right.
2: anyway um so let's
0: move on for anything else on netflix i mean so we got Daredevil so coming up there's uh, a
1: bunch of shows so their Re- stuff is just so good their original
2: content's great
1: rebecca was telling me she started one called flaked i haven't heard about it mm-hmm. yet um she said she started it so
2: speaking of television shows on netflix that i need more of has anybody watched the great british bake-off no, I watched The Great Holiday Bake Off during the holidays. So The Great British Bake Off <laughs> is like an American. It's like they take those American cooking shows. And apparently it's like the, mo- the most successful TV show in Britain ever. But they're like average Joes that are just the nicest, friendliest people ever that bake really good shit. And they bake these amazing dishes in a tent in the middle of this beautiful field where there's like butterflies and flowers and shit. That show's awesome. You should watch it. Great British Bake the Off. The Great British Bake Off. I think on Netflix it's called The British Baking Show, but there's only one season on Netflix and it is the most unpiratable show ever. I cannot find it <laughs> anywhere. So, Britain, good on you.
1: Um, Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. While fuckface is over here busy trying to periscope?
2: Yeah, I figured. So, out. the Ghostbusters trailer, oh, who wants to start? So,
1: I. Liked a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. My main problem, like, I'm still excited for this movie. My main problem from the get-go has been Leslie Jones because I don't think that she's funny.
2: So I think the only problem I have with Leslie Jones in the trailer is that she's written very stereotypically. and it, it It's can...
1: not even that. It's just, it's like I said to you, Tyson. I think that she does Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Morgan. Like, I've seen her be funny, mm-hmm. but what they're doing, is just her like, loud, like, brash, obnoxious, stupid character, which I don't... I don't know. It's like... So, in the original Ghostbusters, you had three characters and then an everyman. And they're doing that same thing, but they're not doing the same kind of everyman. They're doing, like, a slapstick everyman. Right. Which, every movie has a clown, so I can understand where they're coming from. And I'm still, like... I'm not angry about it. Like, it still looks like a movie that I'm, I'm gonna go see... There's a lot of other cool stuff in the trailer.
2: You mean you're not taking to the internet saying derogatory things about the actresses? In no, the movie? I'm not
1: going to go harass her on Twitter because mm. I'm not a terrible human being.
0: Um, I thought the trailer looked awesome. Yeah. I, I, I had zero expectations about what they were going to do with mm-hmm. this. And I thought that especially the international one. I don't know if you've seen the international I don't think trailer. I not watched that one. Uh, it's got some extra footage in it. More Chris Hemsworth. Um, I... A little bit more exposition about what the plot might be. Uh I really like what they've done with it. I like what they've done with the ghosts. Uh, they have they look like
1: the video game. Yeah, they look exactly, exactly like the exactly. video game. Exactly. And also, so here's another thing, same with Civil War, is you can tell the CG's not finished on this. So yep. when the ghost is vomiting on them, her vomit's blue, and then when the camera switches to their take, it's green. Yep. So they haven't finished the CGI to change
0: yep. that. Um, uh, one thing that I'm very, very curious about though, is the opening of the trailer talks about 30 years ago, four friends save New York. And this is supposed to be supposedly a reboot. So have they been lying to us the whole time? That would be Mm -hmm. pretty
2: funny.
1: So from the script leaks that I've seen is all the Bill Murray shows up, um, Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, um, they all show up and I, all I can think is Winston Zeddemore, Ernie Hudson. Yeah. I couldn't think of that. I just couldn't. And none of them reference anything. Like, they show up at, like, Ernie Hudson walks by because they can't afford... They go to the firehouse, and they're like, oh, we can't afford the rent, and he says something to them. And Dan Aykroyd's a
0: cab driver and has, like, a really shitty accent, and, like, they're in the movie. Mm -hmm. But they're not as their characters. But even still, like, they don't have to be those characters. I mean, it can still be a wink and a nod. I'm just curious because, I mean, the trailer opens up saying, 30 years ago, four friends saved New York. It shows a shot of the firehouse... It has like you. Can't- it has the it ghost has- logo. Ha- yeah. Like so it has to it has to be tied into the original somehow. Like, right. And I would again, I've been saying this since they started this whole fucking journey, is that would be my preference anyway. Even if none of the originals are in it, like I think it's a cool idea. Like, build on what that yeah. movie already was.
2: I'm just I just want to see it. Well yeah, I, I really do want I'm to see. I'm excited to see it. I'm oh, excited
1: for I... like Ghostbusters IP to come become a thing again. Yeah. I've heard a rumor there's gonna be a new animated series with the original yeah. characters.
0: Uh, new animated movie. Oh it's a movie even better. So and Sony's moving forward with that. Um can I just talk about the like I like the new the new tech that they've got yeah. in there? Uh, it looks like um uh, what's her name? The the Kate McKinnon? Not Kate McKinnon, we'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, From Spy and stuff. What's her name? Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, There's one scene where it looks like she's wearing almost like some brass knuckle type things that sends out like a a blast. so the... Like she punches a ghost in the face, (laughs) and I think that's awesome. The rumor's always been that
1: like the government is like at the end starts secretly funding them. Oh, okay. So that's how they go from shitty tech to good tech.
0: Well, and then I just got to say my favorite shot of the whole trailer is the back shot of Kate McKinnon and her proton pack opens up on the bottom and she pulls out two pistols and then the front shot and she licks one Kate McKinnon is like, (laughs) I am in love with her in that trailer in the end in this movie good. so far. Like from everywhere, from like the hair, the kind of like modern steampunk look she's got going on, her attitude in it. Like I think she's going to be a badass. Yeah, Did you have to just turn me down because I got so excited. No, no, I was uh, checking <laughs> Nick's mic
2: because I feel like he's coming in quiet.
1: Um, no, Tyson's just extra loud.
2: Oh yeah, I know you're good. Actually, you're coming in plenty loud. I just saw some waves, but I think it was just you moving to your laptop.
1: Probably, I, I call I keep it extra that. sauce.
2: Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually really stoked for this movie. Um, and you know, it could be good. It could be bad. But I am really excited to go throw my money at it and check it out.
0: Well, and once again, I saw the trailer, and my initial reaction is like, Yeah, yes, I'm in. Like, I'm. I, I. You know, I've been cautiously optimistic about it, and I saw the trailer and again i'm you know this is the opposite reaction of like people having snap judgments in the negative direction maybe i'm just having too positive of a snap but, but i am i'm excited for like you said i'm ready to throw my money at yep. it and support it and go check it out and i was when i saw the trailer i'm like okay there's no way everybody's still shitting on this i fucking hate the internet
2: yeah well so, so and here's much. the thing is like for like, me too is like everyone's been shitting on it so hard i was almost convinced myself that, like they just weren't gonna make it. So seeing the trailer and realizing that they're actually making a fucking yeah. movie just had me excited.
0: Like it's been shot. They're in post production, you know? Yep. It's like
2: um, everything
1: looks good. Like it
2: um
0: the tone yeah.
1: it the has tone feels right. Yep, the coloring. It has a similar look. I wouldn't say it has anywhere near a similar tone at all. No, I feel like but that's because you can't replicate yeah,
2: Trying to be true. serious and then just being funny as shit.
1: You can't yeah. be an Ivan Reitman. Like you can't.
2: Yeah, and I think that um the one thing to uh nope, lost my point. Continue.
0: <laughs> All right, let's uh let's jump in. The other big trailer that's dropped since last time we recorded. Oh my god. And this one just dropped two days ago, yesterday as the recording Two was? days ago. <laughs> but uh Captain America Civil War and holy fucking shit. I almost threw up. I'm how, many, so how
2: many times did you guys watch it? Six. Under ruse!
0: Under You know, I've had enough of this.
2: Under ruse! So holy f- Fuck, man. Like, that movie is going to be so good. I mean, I realize that saying that based on a trailer is stupid, but Cap looks on point. Bucky looks on point. Spider-Man looks on point. Ant-Man looks on point. They did the fucking, they did the thing. Yeah, the thing. The, the arrow
0: thing. with yep. the arrow, and then he, he jumps there. So I, I do have to say this, though. I am mad. The the My nerd rage is directed at the new poster that came out the same day. Because fucking Paul Rudd is not in, like, it's got Mm. the two sides lined up, like, looking at each other, and Paul Rudd's Ant-Man isn't in it. And I'm like, oh, c- come on!
2: Like it's come not like on. we don't know he's in there. We didn't catch him. Come on.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, well, they did those before the trailer. They did the one for each team where it showed yep. like the kind of the the jittery, you know, them yeah. in, in their suit, out of their suit. And Paul Rudd was in that. Like it showed him. Like it's I don't know I, I just, because it's not even. I also love. I, I it, know yeah. that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a, just it's an even and, and they couldn't put Spider Man in there on Iron Man's yep. side to even it out. I just I wish they'd put like a
1: little tiny itty-bitty...
2: Well, and I think putting... Because, I mean, you know they're not going to follow... They're not going to follow the Civil War story dead on, right? They can't. They won't. Dude, uh, they somebody's
1: somebody's going to get... Somebody's out because their contracts are up.
2: Yeah.
0: And but, I think it's going to be... But Chris Evans isn't... His isn't one of the ones that the contracts are up. Thor, is that, but I think he's got two more.
2: Doesn't... When does Thor... Thor gets killed in the comic run at some point. He gets killed That's in Siege. civil War. It's is that pre-Civil civil civil War or is it yeah, in because, Siege?
0: Because Thor in Civil War is the android remember he's a that's robot. right it's
2: android that we're here right yeah so uh, i man there's so much stuff that they can do but notice i also like they show a scene where like an entire level of a building explodes mm-hmm. that's going to be your catalyst right something is going to happen to make that building blow up and it's, i don't think it's going to be b-level superheroes fighting b-list well going against an a-list villain right? well
0: and the thing but. is too is like they don't like they've already got the catalyst like i love how the trailer opened, you know, in the comic books it's um Speedball or whatever his name yeah, is. Speedball. Uh-huh. Um,
1: and he becomes um S and M, yeah, the superhero,
0: the, yeah, where pain makes his powers work. But right. anyway, um, you know, in the comic books, he, him, and his team get in a fight with some bad guys. Uh, it cause co- he causes the bad guy to explode, and which kills the, the kids, yeah, and it and it kills a bunch of school children, and that's the catalyst for civil war, right? Because right. the government wants to step yeah, in and everything in Newtown, Connecticut, in, yeah, in yeah, that's really where it is. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been up there, and so. In this one, though, I love how it opens and they're showing the alien invasion from New York and all the destruction right. that went on there. They are showing uh, from Captain America and the Winter Soldier, the, you know, the the helicarrier fucking right, crashing down, crashing down uh, from Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, I can't remember the name of the city that they were. Sokovia. The Sokovia. Yep. Uh, you know, crumbling down and all the shit that went down between the fight with the Hulk and with Ultron. And Cap's just like, okay, we've seen enough. Like the like the catalyst, the the reason for the government to step in is already in place, and I like that that's how they've established it. They don't need a new thing to like trigger this movie off. There's right. it's already been established, yeah.
1: right? And that's like they shot the Hulk off. They've done a bunch of like. There's plenty going on here. That they don't yep. need some other event to trigger it all. Yep,
2: and I think, I think that exploding building will be tied to the Winter Soldier, which will be—unfortunately, I don't know if—I'm hoping they can draw a strong case for Cap to stay against Iron Man, right? Because if—my only concern <clears throat> is if they hang it on the fact that Cap is simply siding with Bucky, it'll make the argument for Team Cap not look as good.
0: It's not, though, because um, if you listen to some of the voiceover in the trailer and some of the things that said, you know, Cap says some like I can't remember specifically, but he says some things where he doesn't. Think well, he says they, the
2: thing is like, I can't it, let this I can't let something go. Like I wish I could I wish I could ignore something if I, that I think is right.
0: Right. Or, and, and, and also that like he thinks it's better off like their 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 decisions being in their own hands.
1: Right. They're telegraphing that Cap thinks that Iron Man's being a bully. So mm-hmm. they get in that fight, and he squares up, and he's Cap's beat to shit, and he's like, I could do this all day. Exactly what he did in the first Avenger when that yep. bully was kicking his ass. And yep. then Bucky comes in and fucking helps him out. Yep. So yep. I yep. guarantee that's what that scene is. Yep. Yeah.
0: And, and it, uh, just holy shit. Do
2: you shit think they're going to kill Rhodey? That's, I still can't figure that out. I cannot for not,
1: the life of me. Dude, look at how many times Iron Man has he's been crash landed. blasted to the ground. Right. Yeah. And so Rhodey. I think he's unconscious. They're hmm. going to gonna Coulson him.
2: Who's a... Who's what, do
1: you, what do you mean? Pretend he's dead when he's not. Oh, but yeah. But why, though? Because they have to play on your emotions.
0: Oh, you mean uh, like just they're just hinting at that? And then They're, they're misleading you intentionally in the trailer?
1: Yeah, they're intentionally misleading you, and they may even intentionally mislead you in the movie. Like, they'll show him go down, and Robert Downey Jr. will get real upset, and then at some point it'll be revealed that Rhodey's okay, and they could even go comic style and make him have to fucking be part of the suit.
0: So one, yeah. one, uh, that would actually be cool. Um, one thing I need to go back and look because someone brought this up to me. Um, they think that that shot of roadie getting shot out of the sky happens pre the big showdown at the airport where you mm. see the heroes running at each other, the two yeah, sides running. Rodie's not in that. No, he is. Is he? Yeah, he is. Someone pointed out to me and I haven't had a chance to like, look this up. So someone can grab a screen grab or something like that, that his suit actually looks bigger and bulkier.
2: It's like a Hulkbuster type.
0: Not, not Hulkbuster style, but just more war machined out. Because, you know, in the mm. comic books, war machine isn't just an Iron Man suit with the Gatling gun, right? right. It's, it, he builds it out more than that, and it ends up being more tank-like. But someone pointed out that they think that his suit looks a little bit more bulkier and tanked out. But it doesn't look like that when he gets shot down. So maybe he gets shot down. He's just unconscious. They redo his suit and he's like, all right, well, I'm really doing this war yeah. machine well, then. And if we're going to war. From
1: what, like, my initial reaction is that they shot out the arc, like the arc reactor piece. Yeah, that's what they did. Yeah. And it, it looked looks like, like a targeted shot. Well, it looks like the missile just, well, no, he's, he's rotating in the air, like barrel rolling. And it looks like the missile just skims his chest yeah. enough to cut that off.
2: I'm interested too. Um, and this, and we can, if you want to wrap, we can on that. But, I am interested to know like Scarlet Witch is all powerful, right? Like she is, she uh, has everybody on the ground. Yet. She's the most powerful mutant out there. Right.
1: But she's not a mutant and they, oh, all right. She's shown, a, she has abilities, or but whatever. they haven't shown like in the first, in the first movie she was in, she was still figuring out her power. Sure. So they haven't really gone into what her, she's figuring her shit out. But I think it's also funny that they have her and vision going at it because
0: they used to get at it. Oh, they, they shit. actually get married. I think in the comics yeah. at one point. Yeah. Like they, so see and,
2: and in the latest run of Cap, Falcon and Vision were banging. In like the in like the latest arc, I'm pretty sure Falcon was banging Vision because Vision was female. Yeah.
0: Huh. Um <laughs> So yeah, it'll be interesting because like I said, I'm pretty sure because I looked it up, I'm pretty sure Chris Evans is still under contract for a couple more movies. I hope so. RDJ is
1: running out of contract length and it's mostly going to cameos and other movies. Like this.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the thing too, is like I I think his contract to do more iron man movies is done do they
2: need to make more iron man movies like iron man 3 was not that great
0: i loved iron man 3 like i thought it was i thought they have better Better they have better ip to focus on like i'm stoked for the black panther movie because in this trailer black panther looks so cool yeah Yeah. he looks sick as shit yeah so i it wouldn't surprise me if maybe iron man's the one that takes the hit because you've got war machine who can kind of step it but I don't know. The character of Tony Stark, though, like, yeah, forgetting about Iron Man, Tony Stark is such a, a big player in that universe. And he's mm-hmm. the brains like who there's no one else on that team that can really be the brain. Well, aside from Bruce Banner, but he's fucking gone, too. Yep. So who's going to be like the, the scientific brain of that operation? You don't have that anymore. Now yeah. it's super militarized. T'Challa.
2: They can bring in a.
0: T'Challa's more leader. Like, well, no, he's and then, pretty smart, but, I mean, like, he's not, like, quantum physics, yeah. you know. Spider-Man. Huh? That would be cool, but. Yeah. The but joke, I mean, like, the old joke based is, on his
2: voice is. But based on his no, he's voice, a teenager. he's, like, 13. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, he's not.
1: They're Tom actually Holland. using a teenager to play a teenager instead of using a grown-ass That's man. That's so
2: weird. Um, Why would you do that?
1: But, like, if you look, like, he's got some tech going on. Like, he, So he the has, eyes. he has, not just the eyes, the, he has external web shooters. Yeah. And he's got the eyes. So, like, in the comics, it's basically Peter Parker's as smart as anybody else. He just doesn't apply himself because he's too busy fighting people. Right. And so if he actually, like, had the time to apply himself, he would be every bit as smart
0: as Reed right. or um, Tony. Right. It's fair. Uh, so let's talk about Spider-Man, though. Uh, finally made his big debut in the, the trailer. I think the costume looks
2: awesome. So I I'm didn't digging it. Yeah, I didn't pick up on like the eyes focusing, but when people were like pointing that out, and I watched like the gifts and everything, I was like, "Yeah, that's well." And great. They,
0: in the trailer, they actually make a noise too, like a whirring sound, like a gear sound when they when they tighten down like that. And
2: that's like I I have no problem with that. I think
0: it's cool, and I think it points more even more to the theory that you know somehow uh, Iron Man has a hand in building his suit, like mm-hmm. making a suit for him. Like that. Well, see,
1: and I don't want this to be that suit. I want him to Iron Spider? No, I want him to fucking be smart on his own. Yeah. I want him to have built his own shit and not need the help from Tony Stark Fair. yet. But and it's then, not that he needs
0: his help, it's that he doesn't have any fucking money. He's like, 13. Where's he, where he gonna get? Yeah, that?
1: I know. That's always the thing, but he still built his own shit in the comics. So mm-hmm. but I want so yeah, it'd be cool if Iron Spider plays into this. Maybe so they have this big airport fight and
0: Tony Stark's team gets their ass kicked and then he goes in and makes him a a better suit like an iron spider suit. Well, it'd also be cool. Like maybe his Spidey suit comes from the fact that like Tony's kind of taking him under his wing and then like, here, go ahead and make yourself a suit, you know? And that's just kind of like what Spidey's come up with. I don't know, but I thought it looked great. A lot of people were complaining about the CG. Honestly, like I was so excited to see Spider-Man and even watching him multiple times. I didn't think the CG looked that bad. I don't see
1: a problem. Also stop complaining about CG in trailers. Yeah. You're an asshole.
2: Like, Shut the fuck unless up. Unless you watch X-Men Origins and the CG's actually bad in the yeah. show, don't bitch. <laughs> yeah. And so something else I thought interesting in the trailer is um, the way they've been playing the Black Widow, I feel like she's going to switch sides. I think so, too. And I almost wonder, too, if it's possible. I think she's a plant.
0: Yep. I think she's on Cap's side. But she's, she's got too, She's got too much history with Cap yep. and Hawkeye to be going against the two of them. Yeah. And And – I don't know. I just don't see her values aligning from like what we've seen of the character. Right. I don't see her values aligning with Iron Man. I think she's a plant. Um, I also I think she'll be the one that turned the tide. But the question is in the comic books, Spider-Man starts off on Iron Man's team. Right. Uh, do we think he's going to switch over to cap so or is he going to have that big of a role?
2: Like, see, I, I don't see. And that's the thing is I don't think Spider-Man in this movie will be tied to the movie for the same reasons that Spider-Man is tied to it in the comics. Right? Like, in my mind, your theory is exactly right. He's on Iron Man's side because Iron Man has taken him under his wing and is teaching him to be a better superhero. Where in the comics, Peter Parker is on Iron Man's side because of all the death and awful he things with he's faced, Iron and he—he's the, I mean, he, he's the like, one that demasks himself in yeah. public to prove his it's point.
1: A lot about like his yeah, yeah. his ethics and having money from. Tony's not bad either, it, and
2: yeah, uh, yeah and, and Tony's and and, and the th- cool thing that makes me so excited about this movie in general is that nobody's a bad guy, right? Like, yeah, they're both doing it for good reasons. But, but anyway, yeah, I I just feel like Spider Man has a good chance of flipping in this movie because I don't think it's a it's an ethical choice for him. He's a I think he's like you said he's a young kid that is being funded and helped by Tony. And when you actually get his ethics into it, he may maybe see um, differently.
1: Maybe in this one, Uncle Ben dies in oh. Uh, one of these problems maybe uncle ben died in the attack in new
0: york they could change shit up yeah yeah sure and i'd be all right with that geek community as a whole would probably lose their collective shit but wow anyway all right uh that's it for this episode right yeah fuck balls I, I think that's it that's it we'll knock one down all right uh thank you again for listening and we'll check you guys next week
2: thank you for listening to the big shiny podcast if you'd like to contact us you can email us at contact at bigshinyrobot dot or tweet at us on Twitter, at BigShinyRobot, hashtag BigShinyPodcast. We'd love to hear from our listeners. The Big Shiny Podcast is brought to you in part by our sponsors, The Bohemian Brewery, SuperheroStuff.com, and SecretCompassOnline.com. If you enjoy our
1: podcast, be sure to also check out our friends over the Through Being Cool podcast, Copy Out Delete podcast, Hello Sweetie podcast, Full of Sith podcast, and my podcast, Two Shots.